0: Welcome to the Vibrant MD Podcast, where we discuss weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Awad, a family doctor and certified weight loss coach. This podcast is informational, but is not meant as medical advice. Anything you want to change after listening should be discussed with your own doctor and personal medical team. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Hello my vibrant friend. So today we're talking about international travel on a weight loss journey. And this is basically you're going on a trip, you're going to a different time zone, there's going to be food that's familiar and unfamiliar. Well, I had this intention, I knew I was going on this trip, and I thought I'm going to have this experience, I'm going to plan out how I'm going to eat, and then I will come back and give this podcast as a shining example of what to do on the trip. And unfortunately, that all just didn't actually happen. So anyway, I'm going to just tell you what happened. And from there, you can take pearls from my bad example and pearls from my good example. And hopefully some of it will be helpful to you. So when we start thinking about an international trip, first, you do want to set an intention. If you're on a weight loss journey, and maybe even if you're on a weight maintenance journey, how do I want to be on this trip as far as eating and drinking goes? So I usually suggest to people that if you're on a weight loss journey, that you make this international trip a weight neutral event, because you want to have a good time. You want to try some things. You want to have some dessert. You want to have some, maybe some, try some alcohol that's there. Maybe they have a special wine or a local beer. You don't even have to think of it as taking a break from your weight loss journey, but just think I really want this to be a weight neutral trip. That will be the win and then I will continue to lose weight when I get home. Because you can actually do this. You can choose this. So, first thing you have to do is move your body from one place to another. What you want to do there is because the time zone is changing, is think about eating every 3 to 4 hours, just kind of regular sized meals because even though people tell you to you know, try to get on the time zone of where you are, you, you, know, some of this falls apart a little. Part of it is because you get served food while you're traveling. And part of it is because you're just going to be hungry at times. And because your sleep schedule might get off, it's going to make it more difficult for you to know when you're hungry and when you're not. So anyway, we start. We're going to move our body from one place to the other. So I started at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport with my teenager and husband. And because we were on an international trip, we were allowed to go to the airport lounge for our airline. And one person in my group said, we're not getting food on the airplane. And they had a buffet there of nice food. So we ate dinner there and I felt very satisfied. So we get on the plane and... Immediately, they talk about how they're going to start the meal service. So this is about an hour after we've already eaten, and they're bringing the little cart down, and I can smell the food, and my brain offers me this thought, I don't know when we're going to get to eat again. So that thought, of course, brings fear and anxiety and the urge to eat. And like I said, I know this is my primitive brain because let's think about this. Do you remember being a kid, and there was that little saying, you can live three minutes without air, and you can live three days without water, and you can live three weeks without food, and then you die. So, you know, this was fascinating to us as kids. And actually, you know, it's exactly true, but it's pretty ballpark figure true. So here I am one hour after having eaten and worried when is the next time I'm going to get my food? When actually I could survive three weeks without food. And it's likely that it's just going to be a matter of hours. So I had that thought. And when the cart came, I said, I'll have the chicken, please. And took my little tray. So like I said, this was not my best moment. The funny thing as well is my teenager sitting next to me said, you know, we just ate. I don't want anything. So that was working out well for her. And even knowing I was going to do a podcast for you guys I took the food. So I started eating it and the you know the chicken tasted good and I took a couple bites and then I could feel on my body I am full. You know, it's only been an hour. And so I thought well maybe I'll stop and then I looked at the vegetables and I thought well maybe I'll eat some of the vegetables. They had this little cup of green beans and cooked carrots and chickpeas with some sort of vinaigrette on it and I opened it up and then I stopped and reminded myself That I don't overeat on any of the food groups anymore. And really, if I'd eaten any more of anything that they had offered, you know, I would have had a stomachache. It would have been definitely overeating. So I did stop, but I felt a little silly that I even took the tray because I had listened to that thought that my primitive brain that wants to keep me safe and is worried that if I don't eat, I'm going to die, had offered me. So like I said, it didn't start out well. So then they turned the lights down. We all sleep for a few hours and And then it's morning in Amsterdam right before we're going to land and they offer us eggs and cheese. And I had that and I was actually hungry at that time. And so that was good and I ate and felt nourished. From there, one of the things I like to point out is once you've changed time zones, your cortisol is a little messed up because this is the thing when we talk about that you need to get regular sleep to feel good and to be able to understand your own hunger cues. So That's why sleep is important for mental health. And that's why sleep is important for a weight loss journey because it helps keep our cortisol level in line amongst some other things. I'm oversimplifying, but it's a good way to think about it. So once I have changed time zones, my plan is generally to eat every three to four hours about a regular meal size because I'm not gonna be totally tuned in to what my body wants. So basically, if someone offered me food every hour or two, I'd probably take it because my cortisol is so messed up that I'm not reading my own hunger cues all that well. Does that make sense? So you've moved time zones, just kind of follow your watch and say, okay, we're having breakfast now. In three to four hours, I'm probably going to want to eat again. I'm probably not going to need to eat in an hour if someone offers me more food. So we went in and things went well from there. My plan was to basically eat food which is protein, fiber, and healthy fats for each meal. I planned for myself to have one alcoholic drink each day because I knew there would be things I wanted to try that were local, and also to have one dessert a day because, again, there's things to try when you're somewhere new. And then I also left myself open to the idea that if I needed a snack, I was going to just have it. If I felt like I needed that to nourish my body at some point, that I would. So went from there. That actually then proceeded to go well. I had my meals and I didn't really need snacks too much. I also had a plan to make breakfast optional and that I would wake up in the morning and I would decide, you know, do I feel hungry? And if I felt hungry, I would eat. And if I wasn't hungry, then I would wait and have my first meal of the day more around lunch. Well, we did a lot of walking in Amsterdam. So when we woke up in the morning, I was definitely hungry. So I had breakfast every day and that worked out great. Really, again, listened to my body cues as best as I could when I woke up in the morning. And some of that could have just been messed up cortisol, but that's okay too, because it seemed like the right thing to do. And I made the choice and that's what I did. Now, it turned out that the breakfast at our hotel was a little buffet and you could also have eggs to order. And the Dutch had a lot of heavy dairy. I was guessing that the full fat dairy there was more full of fat than the full fat dairy back at home, which I do have sometimes. So we had some nice creamy cheeses and the yogurt was very heavy. And then when you had your omelet, of course, I had the local creamy cheese. So when I had breakfast, it was definitely that, you know, eat breakfast like a queen event. It felt very heavy. So when we got to lunchtime, I wasn't as hungry as I usually am at lunchtime, but needing to kind of keep on a schedule, I was able to find things on menus that worked to nourish myself, but not be overfull. So I would look at a menu. Once I had this cool, it was a eggplant strata type dish that had eggplant that was baked with a, quite a bit of mozzarella cheese and some sauce. It was quite good. But also some of the times I had local soups that were things i hadn't tried before we had a lentil that was made with a coconut milk that was at a Lebanese restaurant there and also i had a dutch mushroom soup at a corner cafe that was quite good all these places had salads but you know the salads didn't seem very special to me and i wanted to have something that was more interesting so i didn't have that and then they had entrees at all the places and they seemed pretty heavy so um, already having had a heavy breakfast, I went for a lunch that felt nourishing, but didn't make me feel overfull. In the afternoon on our trip, we usually stopped because we needed to rest because we'd been doing so much walking. And my kids, because we were meeting up with one of my kids there, they usually had a snack at that time. And I usually had coffee or tea and, because I was not hungry. And then dinner again, I just ate something, protein, fiber, healthy fats, a glass of local wine. And then I don't think we even had dessert every night because some places we went, it was like creme brulee. And I thought, "Eh, that's not special. So I just, you know, didn't need it. So we get to the end of the trip part, and I felt really good about the part where we were actually in Amsterdam. I ate nourishing foods, I ate delicious things, I tried some new things I wanted I kept to my plan as far as one dessert a day or less. I didn't actually end up needing a snack because the food we had was filling enough. I got to try some local soups. The breakfast was a surprise to me that it was so heavy, but I was able to work that out with how I ate later in the day. So I felt really good. I basically, you know, to sum it all up, tried new foods, ate all the things I wanted to try, never overate. And because I basically hate that feeling now and felt like I had made a commitment to myself about how I wanted to eat while we were there and that I kept that commitment to myself, which is very important to me. Okay, so then we needed to move our bodies back. And this time I knew we were going to have food on the airplane. So I did not eat before we got on the plane. And then I had my two meals on the plane that were about four hours apart, and that went very well. So there you have it. Those are the components of an international trip where the time zone is changing. You're going to set an intention of how you want to eat while you're on your trip so that it's not just completely out of control and left up to chance. You need to think about how you're going to eat as you move your body from home, usually, to the next place where you're going. Consider eating every three to four hours because your sleep schedule will be off and so Your cortisol levels will be off and it is more difficult to figure out, am I hungry when people offer you food? Then while you're there, follow the set plan that you have for yourself and give yourself a lot of space for surprises. But think about nourishing your body, trying new things and not overeating and not eating all day long. Then consider how you're going to get your body from the place where your trip is back home again and how you're going to eat on that. And that is your international trip. When you get home, there's going to be some sleepiness and your sleep schedule will be off again. So you're going to need to think again about eating maybe by the clock a little bit more than you might at other times. And as I said before, I had this big plan to be the shining example of what's possible on an international trip for eating. And I immediately messed that up, eating right before we got on the plane. And well, that's fine. Because how human of me, right? To not do things just the right way all the time. And you know what? This is going to happen to you as well. So just keep going, right? One part gets messed up. Stop where it's getting messed up stop where you didn't follow your plan, and then go back to what you want to be doing. This will work out for you. So good to be with you here today. Have a good one. Hello, this is Dr. Heather Awad, and I want to invite you to a free masterclass to plan your holiday eating. If you are feeling nervous about going to Thanksgiving, if you are feeling concerned about getting through the holiday season with eating and overeating and all the things and all the celebrations, please come to this masterclass. I will show you how you can eat the things that you like, have a calm, happy day, enjoy the holiday season, and still continue on your weight loss journey. So this is gonna be Tuesday, November 15th at 7 p.m. Central. The sign up is on my Facebook page, the Vibrant MD Facebook page, or you can go to Heather Awad MD on my Instagram page. And you spell that Heather, A-W-A-D. Or if you're already on my email list, then you will get an invitation there. So look forward to seeing you next week.